All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the NASCAR Burn It Down podcast. We're going to talk about, uh, obviously, the all-star race. And that fucking debacle. (laughs) And get you set up for uh, Charlotte and the biggest day in racing all year long. So what you got, man? Uh, you go first. What's your opinion on the race? Um, I don't want to say it was a complete shit show, but NASCAR screwed themselves again. Um, I liked the open better than I did the actual race. Uh, want to give some shout outs to, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., for winning stage one, Chris Busher for stage two, Daniel Suarez for uh, winning the open, and of course Eric Jones for winning the fan vote. Yeah, I thought the ra- yeah that 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 was awesome. Uh, I I I thought the racing was really good in that one. Um, we're gonna get into it, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm not so sure that I'm a fan of the qualifying, the knockout qualifying. It was interesting involving the pit crews, and I thought that was kind of cool. But every single round was a no contest. Yeah, they thought it was going to be like IndyCar, and it wasn't. Yeah. It. It just, I, again, I'm not saying it was a bad idea. They got a, they, it's a good idea to start, but they need to do something different because you're starting 10, 20 feet before you have to stop again. So it's like you're spinning your tires, stop, they're spinning your tires. Uh, they, they need to, if I were to give a suggestion, deep dive more into that, like a real pit stop type scenario instead of side by side where the I, I just feel the guys on the outside were going off fucking nitrogen tanks you know it wasn't even actual real lines so like you know what if there wasn't producing enough pressure and I don't know I, it was interesting for the pits the, the, the qualifying but those cars aren't indie cars where they're made designed to start from a dead stop NASCAR cars are going to spin their tires and Kyle Busch he knew what he was going to do he short pitted every time and that's how that why he awesome. won that's why he won yeah. every time he short pitted which means he gets the crew there first and he can go that's why he won and he was smart about it and that's Al Larson killed the car and, and screwed himself to the wall yeah he uh, stalled it out <sighs> Like I said, it was an interesting concept, and I'm not going to knock that too hard. Uh, I think a variation of it would have been just maybe if you wanted to do the head-to-head thing, do uh, like a pit competition, and then line up and you know do the green the the go zone, and you know. So you be both have equal footing. Uh, I don't know. I like I said. I, I'm not going to kill it too hard. It just it didn't work out the way they wanted it to. Because there was not not one, one of them was close. No, there was never. Yeah, there were never a, side by side. It was no, not a single one ended up being the way they wanted it to be. But uh, but as far as the open, I. That was the racing that I liked the best. Uh, you know, it it was cool that, you know, like Stenhouse, he won the first stage. So they had all that extra time to go back and, and work on the car and, and do whatever they may have or may have not done. Um, I'm... I, when we get into the news and views, uh... I've got a few things that I want to talk about, but as far as the actual race, um, 
NASCAR needs to fix this. It somehow, some way, uh, Texas is not the place to do this. It, it's not. We saw that. Uh, but yeah. Um, I don't like the racing style that this new car does. Even if the cars are performing well, let's not even talk about tires. You can't pass. If the person in first, they are winning. You cannot well, pass wasn't, them. Was it, wasn't it Eric Jones that got out front on old tires in stage three? And, and again, I think it was him. You couldn't touch him. It, it's you just, get up to him, but you couldn't get by him. And the problem re- lies in that diffuser. It puts up too much dirty, random, wavy air where the car behind them, it creates a huge wake where they can't do anything. And I, I hate it. I absolutely do not like it. It's not like the old car or old ways where if the car guy in second was good, better than you or faster, he could catch you and get past you. You can't do that in this new car. You have to have that much better of a car. And I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like the racing. If you were first, you were king. You weren't going to lose it unless you blew a tire like Kyle Larson or, you know, something happened to your car. You weren't going to get passed by a car when they're head to head. It's just not happening. I don't, I don't, it's the diffuser's the problem and how the air is distributed out behind the car. I, so the racing is very stale. Yeah, the racing is very stale. And that aspect, um, if you know who Jeff Gluck is, um, he does a poll on Twitter where he's like, dude, is the race good or not? Yes or no? And he's been tracking it since, I think, 2014, 2013. I don't know. And this race was the worst polled race he's ever done. 11% people said it was a good race, and they just said it just for the shit of it. And this was the worst race that he's ever polled. Well, TV ratings were down. And the only reason they would ever go back to Texas is because they sold more tickets than they did at Charlotte. And that is the reason why they might do Texas. And then they've they've all came out and said that. It's just because Texas never had it, an all-star race. So they obviously sold more. Now, they probably put on, you know, more events and stuff to sell, or it's probably a little bit cheaper. Eddie Gossage, I think, is the the track owner, promoter. Um. And he's a showmanship. He's like P- the the P.T. Barnum of uh, NASCAR. And they, I I don't know. I, like I said, uh, we're going to get into it more a little bit later about the actual race. I, I want to concentrate on the results right now, uh, which leads me, um, again, this is a non-points race, so we're kind of jumping around, and I get that. Um, Blaney wins it. What a shit show that was. He won it twice. Yeah, he, he won it to a good, good way to put it. Uh, and, and then you got Denny Hamlin running his mouth again. Denny Hamlin, I agree and disagree. He's right and he's wrong. And does, we can, we can go in that now or later. Let's do it. Uh, let me get the quote. What did he say? He said he should have been black flagged. NASCAR makes up the rules on the spot. And I agree they were making up the rules on the spot. But also, I don't think he should have been black flagged because this was NASCAR's fault. Literally a a spin out on the back straightaway or whatever. and It didn't hit no cars. It wasn't a bunch of damage. And they made him. So he pulled his window net literally at the flag. So, and this is an all-star race, and they literally, I don't know how many times they said, oh, it's an all-star race, there's a whole bunch of different rules, or, you know, this is how it is. All right, if you pull the flag on your mistake of a caution, which they came out and said later on, it was a mistake, shouldn't have prematured, why do you let Ryan Blaney come down and do the safe thing and have that window net put up and let him back in first? If it's not a points race... And you're making up the rules and it's special rules for this race. And Denny Hamlin is right. What happens? Because this is another thing he said. uh, Because what if he... Because Denny Hamlin could have spun him out. What if he did? 
and crashed when that window net was down, what would have happened? All right. All valid points. Um, I guess what I would say is they threw that caution when he was literally 20 to 30 feet from the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. The lights went off after he was past the last pole for him to visually see it. And there was not enough time for his spotter. I don't blame Ryan Blaney for pulling his thing. He thought he no, won. I don't he blame him at all. He and thought it was over. So this is NASCAR's Listen fault. Video and it's the, not the audio. Yeah, he said, what the fuck? <laughs> and how's he supposed to get it back up? And like you said, if it was all fair and all that, NASCAR should have come right out and told him, look, we called the caution before you hit the line. We promised this was going to be a green flag finish. Yeah. You didn't, I mean, like you said, what driver, as soon as they hit that line and think they've won the race. Not pulling that shit down. Exactly. So now he's in a no-win situation. Like I said, it's not even a point. I don't agree with them letting him go back out there without no. that net down. No, hell no. I don't know. Or up. But I think they also should have allowed him yep. to fix that because they caused the problem. Now, where I have a real problem is Denny Hamlin running his mouth and crying like a stuck little bitch. He, like I said, I like over said, yeah. something that neither Ryan could control, and that NASCAR should have fixed on the spot, and they didn't. And and I don't blame him for like screw it. I'm going out there and I'm going to finish this race and win it again. Yep. I, another situation where Hamlin should have just shut up. You gotta realize, in it's a million dollars on the line. You're second place, and he he could have easily said, "Fuck it, I'm spinning him out." But in his mind, what if he crashes and hurts himself, and that arm gets you know? So that's he's not gonna. It, it, it's I, I understand where it he's coming back from. Squarely on NASCAR. It, oh, hundred percent. Now NASCAR, I want to read you what Denny Hamlin tweeted. Denny Hamlin. This, he said, never should have been a yellow in the first place. They put Blaney in a situation he was in. To make up for it, they let him break a rule. Two wrongs don't make a right. Blaney W, NASCAR L. Which I agree. Um, now, I'm trying to see. Here's another quote saying, yeah, they should have black flagged him and all kinds of shit. Um, like I said, like that's why I want to say, yeah, he, I agree with uh, ha- uh, Hamlin and I disagree. Yes, that was dangerous. They shouldn't have black flagged him. They just should have let him come down the pit road. It wasn't a points race. There is nothing there. It's all about the money. He had it. This is NASCAR's issue. This is his fault. Now, I can say if his tire blew, okay, that's that's a different scenario. You know What happens if Lady didn't get this? His radio was down and messed up, and what if he, he did a burnout? Fucked up his tires, you know? But... Right. They they should have let him come down the pit road instead of him struggling for fucking four laps, trying to get that up there, and then he somehow got it kind of up there, but my thing is, I agree with Hamlin. What if he... Because he could have. He could have easily spun him out going off, too, and got behind him and caused an accident with that window net down. But like I said, I, I agree and I don't. Some things he shouldn't have said, but he came out and said, Blaney won regardless, but also NASCAR is at fault here. And rightfully so. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Like I said, I I think he should have probably just kept his mouth shut. Um, and I do believe that NASCAR should have let him come. To, it was there. Like I said, if if you watch that video, he's literally oh yeah thirty feet from the line. Yeah, he's and the light. He's already past. Yeah. The light pole. In that situation... The set of lights he sees isn't down into to turn one. He's, as any other driver, as soon as you hit that line, you're starting to undo your stuff because you're getting ready to do yeah. your celebration. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, it, it, and if you listen to that audio coming out of Blaney and his, his crew, he's like, what? 
He goes, yeah, I watched Radioactive and stuff. And he goes, really? It's not over? What the fuck? They bleeped yeah. it out. But, like, it's like, yeah, what the hell, you know? And I don't know. I feel for Blaney. I'm glad he won it. If he wouldn't, wouldn't have won it, that would have been even more controversial. Um, but like I said, I, dude, I guess put it to rest. I believe half was Denny, half not. He shouldn't have been black flagged, but they also shouldn't have let him race with the window net down. They should let him fix it. And it's not a yeah. points race. I can understand the whole Shabako if it was a points race situation. He put it down and, oh, he's going to get his spot back. And I can understand it, but it wasn't a points race. This is an entertainment. And like they said, the whole fucking night, oh, it's a different rules race. It's a dis- this, different that. Okay. This is a different rule. Let him come in, get his net, net put it back in, and but, let him go. But again, uh, I guess bottom line on this is it was another self-inflicted wound by NASCAR. And let's not forget the damn tires. The oh, right geez. rear. Again, another it's this tire combo with this car is not it. I hope to God they are researching and doing something for next year because this, they cannot... They cannot go next year with the same issues. They can't. No. They're going to lose so much shit because of it. Fan base, viewers, when, you know, I, I, it's just... Well, it wasn't... You said right rear. I thought it was left rear that was... No, it issue. was the right... Left rear was last week. Right rear was this, year, this week. Okay. All right, well, um, we beat that one to death. <laughs> um, let, let's go through our, our picks. Uh, Frank is the winner. He, he picked Blaney. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. You picked Larson, and I picked Harvick. So I was better than you, but not as good as Frank. Uh, <laughs> will Bubba finish? <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> had some big time issues and the same with Hamlin obviously we just yeah. talked about that he got second and we all said he would finish uh for the open and I th- I think we probably had some misunderstandings yeah here. we yeah we didn't I didn't realize it was the stages when they got in I thought it was win and get in so we all kind of could have got I won I think I picked Stenhouse right you, you yeah. pick Stenhouse for the for the open, which he won stage one. Yeah. Um, I pick J- Eric Jones for the fan boat, which that worked out. Yeah. Um, so we'll just leave that at there. And again, that that wasn't quite fair because we, for some reason, didn't quite understand. <laughs> yeah, how they yeah, were doing no, it. no. So, all right. We're done with that. Um, so we're done with the we, All-Star? Almost. Okay. Did you see, um, I don't know if it was a blog or just an article that Jeff Burton put out about what to do with the uh, All-Star race to fix this problem? No. Okay. I really, really, really like what he has to say here. Uh, And he's saying this in the context of this is if this is going to remain a non-points paying race and it's just for a million dollars to win. Take it back to the classic tracks. Go to Hickory, North Wilkesboro, South Boston, Rockingham. The tracks that NASCAR doesn't seem to want anything to do with as far as points paying, but the fan base is there. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, but how many of those tracks are actually raceable? Like, North Wilkesboro's got a lot of work get into it. Are those other tracks even raceable? North Wilkesboro is done. It's ready. Yeah, I know. I've seen videos and stuff, but like, are the other tracks, you know, do do they need rejuvenated and stuff? Like, that's the thing. Do they want to put, do they want to put money into that? Another one of my bugaboos. If they've got a million dollars plus to put into the Coliseum bullshit, they've got enough money to put into getting Rockingham or Hickory or Bowman Gray or South Boston. 
good enough to to run an all-star race. And the fan base is there. That that's not going to be an issue. Attendance is not going to be an issue. I just I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought that was a really really good idea. And and there you go, an old school dude that understands where NASCAR came from and you know making kind of a a payback tribute type thing to the people that put NASCAR where they are. And I promise you, you go back to any one of these tracks and make it NASCAR ready. Like I said, if they've got that kind of money to do what they did at the Coliseum in six weeks or whatever it was, they got that kind of money to put a Rockingham back together long enough to to, to run a race. Uh, and man, I'm telling you, it would skyrocket their their ratings and and their loyalty and and all that. But they they've got to be done with this kind of crap. And then all the rules, all the different rules, all the different formats. Uh, you know, how many years did you know have we watched the old school All Star Race where it was? You know, go, go, go. It's a million dollars, whatever it takes, however many pit. If Eric Jones hadn't wiped out in that third stage, we were going to have a mandatory caution. For what? That's what I said. what? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I'm so tired of this mandatory or, you know, whatever bullshit cautions, whatever they're calling it. Get rid of them. I know stage stages are going to be cautions, but stop giving them cautions. I no. <laughs> subject for another day. I'm done with the stages. I've had it with that. I'm done with the playoff points. I'm done with the uh, stage points and and all this crap. It's you need to have a freaking spreadsheet window PowerPoint to figure out what's going on anymore. And I know the reason they went this way is, is because of times when like Earnhardt or Gordon or Kowicki or whoever, you know, all they had to do was start and park for the last two races or whatever. And they still had the championship. So what? If the rest of the field ain't that good, you need to get better. But, all right, let's move on. Oh, I, one thing I did want to talk, talk about is that Kyle Bush Chastain Elliott incident. Holy hell. Ran right over his car. He's lucky he didn't go over, like, the driver. He just went over the left rear of it and launched his car. He's lucky he didn't flip. I can't. I, I watched. I was like, holy moly. I couldn't believe that Chastain didn't go over. Yeah, he just hit, landed right, and Chase Elliott was an innocent bystander. And he was classy about it. He yeah. still tried to give him enough room, and I, I guess I miscalculated and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it, he he was super classy about it, so I give him credit for that. But Ross, Ross, and, is, the, and again. There was nothing wrong there. I think Kyle was trying to get down. Yeah, he lo- he lost the tire, so he's giving everybody the top. So he's getting down, and Ross didn't know what was going on, so he went low and ran right into him. Ran oh, over him, man. not into ran over him. <laughs> he did literally. That was an amazing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was another tire issue that started it all. Yep. That's a fact. So, all right. Um, I don't know what you have in uh, news or rumors or anything like that, but one that stuck out to me is I saw more than one time where Dodge is talking about making a comeback Stuart Haas with Stuart Haas yeah and and so now you go ahead the way I look at things we're throwing another monkey wrench wrench into into Kyle Kyle Busch Busch. 
and that whole thing. Uh yes. So there's a couple couple stories that go along with it. The Kyle Bush thing, apparently he's Apparently it's a not a done deal, but it's a pretty much done deal where he's staying with Joe Gibbs. They pretty much have a sponsor now. They are just trying to nail down Kyle Bush's money contract. Well, how much he's gonna get. They already got a sponsor, apparently. So apparently that's going good for Joe Gibbs to keep him. So Kyle Bush might not be going nowhere. Now, we've all seen in how Stuart Haas has not been performing the last pretty much two years. Haven't done shit. Kevin Hart didn't win from winning seven, eight races in 2020 to winning none last year. And all Stuart Haas hasn't been performed at all this year. Eric Amarola is probably the, actually the most consistent and he's retiring. Um, so to go along with that, apparently, like I said, this is not confirmed. This is all rumor. Speculation is Ford has started from, he's hearing the rumors of Dodge wanting to get in and the, they, they, Ford's heard their talk into Stuart Haas. So apparently Ford is pulling funding from Stuart Haas, like, you know, wind tunnel and all that stuff. So that's why they're not oh, being... Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, so I, that's what I've heard rumor-wise. So they're pulling, you know, like, it's kind of the same thing with Penske when they went to Ford when they were Dodge. They weren't getting wind tunnel funding. They weren't getting this and that. So apparently they're getting the same aspect as Ford's heard the rumblings. They don't know if it's true or not, so they're pulling back some of the funding, to, you know, for Ford on... Stuart Haas. But, yes, I've also heard that, yes, they're going Dodge, and I'd be okay with that. I would, too. I would be really cool. I don't know what car they would do. The Charger? Challenger? Oh, would that be awesome, Do The Charger? Yeah. Challenger? That. So, yes, I've heard that. Um, I've all, I, There's some other smaller teams, obviously, that probably go with it. The way, it's the same way, you know, Toyota came in. They went with Michael Waltrip, and then they obviously brought Joe Gibbs in. So I don't know who else, but yes, the big one is Stuart Haas, which is a big name. And another reason is, is okay, when you think of Chevy, who do you think of? Hendrick. Okay, when you think of Toyota, who do you think of? Gibbs. Okay, when you think of Ford, who do you think of? Ford? Uh, Roush. Roush or Penske. I would say Penske. You don't think of Stuart Haas as Ford. So when you think of Dodge, they want you to think of Stuart Haas as being their premier manufacturer partner. Okay. No, that makes sense. So I like I said, yeah, I've heard all that. So that's where the idea is coming from. And I honestly, I could see Roush going Dodge too, because they ain't doing shit either. Well, none of the Ford teams are really excelling at all. Penske this year. Penske's the only one that's doing it. Joey's won. Cendrix won. Blaney won. They're the only ones really performing. They, they, yes, they yep. are Ford, but they're they're winning. So, like I said, I guess you would have a. An argument that Cindric wins at Daytona where anybody can Go win. Go on, yes. did what he did to win. and Blaney has won the million dollars. But Blaney's yeah. also been second multiple times, too. And he's won tons of polls. I, I guess the caveat that I would make is they haven't consistently yes. been there. They've been there at opportune times. Yeah, yeah. We'll say there was Toyota on and off. They're getting better as the year goes on, but Toyota really wasn't there in the beginning. They're they're catching on way better than Ford. And Chevy's been leading them pretty much, yeah. But that's the caveat. That's the thing is when you, Dodge wants to get in there, and Stuart Haas wants to. Hey, when you think of, when you think of Stuart Haas or Dodge, you think us. So that's the rumor. Uh, I'd be okay with it. I would love to have another manufacturer in there competing and i would i would love to see that and and i don't know whoever's gonna be in that 10 car um and with with kevin harvick but i would like to see dodge back in victory lane um hey jeremy yeah (laughs) yeah so that's another thing 
Uh, yeah, I heard that. So the one thing I thought was really cool that came out yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, but Trackhouse has a Project 91 Trackhouse. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't dive into it. What's that all about? Apparently they got a third charter. It's a part-time car starting this year. I don't know what races, but they're going to bring in... Um, I'll, I'll read their post. The Trackhouse team has announced the creation of the Project 91. The project uh, would be a third-time, part-time NASCAR Cup entry for the team with global stars taking turns driving the entry. The first driver for the 91 along with the race will be driving, will be announced in the coming days. Who's your... So, essentially, they're not going to pick, pick anybody to drive that 91 Chevy. So... Who's actually good racers in ex-NASCAR or retired NASCAR or even Indy or, you know, all these other ones to drive that car? Who still has the talent to actually perform? There's three people that jumped to mind. I have one that jumped instantly to my head, but go ahead. Carl Edwards? Hell yes. Absolutely. It's <laughs> Carl Edwards. And he said earlier in the year when this new car came out, he wants to try it. Boom. Carl Edwards. And I can see Jimmy Johnson, too, because he's also said. Yeah. I could also see uh, Kenseth or Biffle. Yep. Yep. But the one that comes, I, I, I would love, if I had a wish in my NASCAR world, to somehow make it possible to sit down with Carl Edwards and just have a conversation. What happened? Why did you do what you did as far as leaving? Um, My God, the guy, I, is he 40 yet? I don't know. Um, I don't think he is. He's got a lot of racing left in him. I don't know whether he got 42. scared. He's 42. Huh? 42. He was at the top, and I guess there's the argument of, you know, go out at the top of your game, whatever. I don't know whether he got disenfranchised, but of almost anybody in the sport that if I had a wish that were granted to talk to, he would be at the top of that list. Oh, yeah. He absolutely. I'd love to just hear his rationale, hear why he, everything I've already said. I, But, man, would that be awesome to see him come back? And let's face it, Trackhouse isn't no shabby uh, operation. Well, there, it's Hendrick's, it's Hendrick's, uh, it's like a satellite team for Hendrix, but it's an actual team. It's not just like a Wood Brothers for Penske. It's an actual team, and they're performing. I was trying to figure out maybe if there's any rumors of who, but there's nothing yet since it just got announced yesterday. But I think it's smart. Let's get good names in here. I can see Junior doing a one-off, like a Talladega or something. Or Daytona's... Not, it, it, even, you know what? It, it might be Junior going to the Daytona night, uh, July or August race, night race. It might be. I I don't disagree with you. Because it's a big I, name and a part-time car and a big race that brings sponsorship and money to that team, and it's a Hendrix affiliate? Come on. Only only caveat is that he's an announcer for NBC, which that race is on. So I can see. I would love to see Gordon get back in it. NBC would release him for a night. Oh, they br- to bring yeah, the bring yeah, the bring him in. Yeah, they bring in more views him racing than be on the on the. Uh, on the TV, yeah, I was yeah, trying to. I saw out. that. I don't. I'm. I guess the reason I hadn't brought it up is I'm waiting to see more of clarification. Of, uh, I I like Trackhouse. Um, obviously, Ross Chastain has just been out of this world. He will be in the playoffs, and you've got. Suarez, he just needs to finish the deal sometime. Um, he's he's been performing well, but he just 
I don't know if he runs out of talent at the end of the race or what happens. A lot of things have, you know, unfortunately happened to him. But yeah, Project 90, I, it'll be interesting to see him announce. Uh, it's in the coming what? day, so it's probably going to be announced uh, um, this coming weekend for the Coca-Cola 600 since, you know, the big press is going to be there. So, or it might be announced at Indy. It might be an Indy driver coming in, you know. So, I. Well, like you said, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. I just. I know we're thinking NASCAR names, but there's a lot of other Indy F1 and, you know. Is, uh, I, I understand what you're saying, but if they're going to push a third car. You're not going to do it with an IndyCar driver. You need to get a NASCAR Well, we've there. proved that many times that Indy doesn't transfer over to NASCAR. No. Well, even though we've they've tried and they've and tried. And vice versa. Yeah. 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 Although Jimmy's doing well at Speed Weeks. Um, hmm. It's something I, I'm going to keep an eye on because I think it's very cool and I think it's very interesting that the, they're doing that. that but they're not going to put up $15 million for a charter and not put somebody in there that's going to make that money back. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and therefore, hence what you said, it's got to be somebody like a Jimmy Johnson, a, uh, a Carl Edwards, a Dale Jr. Yeah, there's somebody who's not tied down to... Uh, because, like, I would love to see Tony go in it, but the Chevy. He's not going to drive a Chevy when he owns Ford. So, like, right. so I, it's, they're not, they can't be tied down to a manufacturer like that. So, it, they got to be open. They got to be, it's got to be recently good names. It's just, I, ho- I just hope they don't choose, like, indie drivers or F1 drivers just to put their name in it and they just don't perform. Kind of, you know, I, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If like Jock Villeneuve or whatever. There, yeah, they've got it. They've got to get the performance like Ross Chastain is doing. That's a fact. That is an absolute fact. All right. Um, did you see who's going to be in the booth this weekend? Yes, sir. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie McMurray. McMurray. Thank God. Yep. And what? We have one more race after this. Or two? Uh, we went through this last week. Yeah, I, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> One or two, and then it goes over to Hold on, uh, NBC and USA and, and all that happened. We have crap. one more race after this, um, and it's Sonoma. No, two. We have uh, we have the Illinois and the Sonoma, so I don't know if they're going to keep Jamie for the next two. They might as well. Yeah. I just don't I just don't know, but yeah, I'm super glad he's got in it. Um I hope they keep him, and obviously I think he's probably the fan favorite vote if they were to do it. Um, Even the NASCAR drivers are vouching for him. So, yeah, Jamie McMurray, I would gladly get in there. He's smart. He banters well. He meshes well with the the TV broadcast. Absolutely happy for that. Me too. I I like listening to him and, and the fact that he throws some crap right back at Clint. Yeah. I thought the funny thing was, is, uh, what was it? Race was it? Whatever race he did. And Clint's like, yeah, I wrote down earlier that this guy I thought was going to win. And Jamie McMurray goes, what on your notepad? That's not here. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. Invisible notepad. You're not making notes on. Uh, It was funny. Absolutely happy for that. Um, I'm trying to think of what other news. There really wasn't much besides the debacle with that. I just know NASCAR Twitter was having a heyday. I just know people didn't like NASCAR. Uh, All-star race, not at Texas. Um, and then really the only major news was the track project track house 91. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw or not, uh, Kyle Sieg and the Xfinity is doing a throwback scheme to Davey Allison. That car looks I, nice. I did see that. Texaco, the whole nine yards. That's it looks I know really it's, good. It's, uh Davey Allison's but for I just always associate it with Ernie Irvin. Yeah. I just I mean and 
I guess they both get equal rights. They were both racing for Robert Yates. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, they both had Larry Mack as crew chief. I know not so much for Ernie Irvin as long as, but I know her, uh, he was crew chief and for uh, Davey Allison. But yeah, I, I saw that. That's absolutely cool. It's a really cool paint scheme, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing it on track. So that's uh, really, there's not much going on news wise besides what we really talked about. Um, <laughs> I get it. No, really. So we move on to the Charlotte Six Hundred, Coca Cola Six Hundred. Well, it's Charlotte, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, dead pin. I'm still not a fan of a half hour practice of straight to qualify, and I'm really forty five no. minute practice. This now, this that they need to stop that. They need to give them a. One session before, and then another session. So give them, I would give them, I don't know, man. I'm just, 45-minute session for practice, and then the straight to qualifying. I just don't, I don't like that. I don't, I, do you, I, at least they're getting it. Last year, they weren't, so. Or the year before, yeah. for that matter. I suppose in NASCAR's minds, it's more of leveling the playing field, but. If they're going to do that, they shouldn't allow, in my opinion, these drivers to drive the Xfinity or the truck race and then yeah. the cup race. Yeah. Because for those folks, that's just extended practice. They get Yeah, that's though, why they do again, it. Yeah. The vehicles are different. They still get the feel of the they track. They understand get... more how the track rubs in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, how the temperatures affect, again, I know it's not apples to apples as far as the vehicles, whether it's trucks or Xfinity or cup, but it's still track time. It's still seat time. And I agree. I, you know, we've talked about it extensively back in the day where they, they'd have you know, these guys would get there on Thursday or so and, and have practice for a little while, and then we'd have practice on Friday, the first round qualifying. Top 20 would be set, and then we they'd go have, you know, uh, shakedowns, and they'd re-qualify for 21 on back, and then you'd have practice again after that until 5 o'clock on Saturday to shake down the cars even more. I don't understand what the competitive advantage is of not letting these guys try to get their cars in their best trim. Especially it's on a like, new car like this where they need to get the information to make it better. I don't know. It's just... I Another thing I don't like yeah, about what... Hell, half of our events when we used to go to Michigan every year was sitting through the practices and the qualifying and see who was good, who wasn't, who, how they improved. Uh, I mean, how many times did we watch Dale Earnhardt wasn't worth a damn on first qualifying and then qualified P1 on the second day, but still had to start in 21st position? I don't know. I... Another thing I don't like I about don't. NASCAR right now is everybody can see everybody's data. You just don't see your teammates' data or yours. You see everybody's data. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I can remember when uh, Mark and I went to Chicago, and we were actually guests of uh, Marcus Ambrose with JGT Doherty yeah. Racing. And we were in the hauler. We were in the pits. We were actually tire carriers helping them, you know, exchange tire. When they came off the car, uh, Mark and I would take them back to the station to get them exchanged for new ones. But I'll never forget sitting in the team briefing, and they thought they had something special because they had, it wasn't a drone because there weren't drones at the time, but they had something to where they actually had 
where the the cars that were in practice were on the track you know what how high they were in the corners how low they were on the straights and again this was at chicagoland and they were actually able and again this is in the early days of technology not like today and and they thought they were they were really special now how special they thought they were again this was marcus ambrose and jtd doherty so I would assume that anything they had, Hendricks, Roush, Childress, Gibbs had. But for some reason, they thought they had, and I'll never forget just sitting right outside the circle of the crew and and uh, Brad Doherty and, and how amazed he was at how they, they actually created the shadow car and where Marcus was running in relation to that shadow car. And then they went out the next practice and Marcus did what that, the fastest car. And I don't even remember who the fastest car was at that time on the track to try and mimic what that car was doing. And they were all high-fiving themselves that, that later that afternoon because they increased their speed around the track by you know four or five tenths by using that information and again mark and i kind of looked at each other and i was like okay this is really cool that they have access to this and i'm not knocking brad doherty and his team but at that time they they were a little bit less than even a third tier team yeah um, I don't know if they were just happy to have access to that kind of information, but you know, of course, we kept our mouths shut. We just sat there with our, you know, picking our jaws up because, <laughs> again, this this was in the early days of the internet and cell phones and stuff, you know, computers and and all the stuff that we've seen since. But they were so happy and so proud of themselves and again we never asked any questions because that was part of the deal getting in there is you're just observers you are not to interact and i just i all i could think of is if you've got this why do you think the other guys don't yeah but that that was one of the cooler experiences in my nascar career was it actually being on pit road got to shake marcus ambrose's hand i sat on the box with brad doherty um ate a hell of a lot of good barbecue (laughs) that day that was awesome uh it was just it was cool but I think back to that those days, and I'm not even sure what we got how this got started right now. But those are the days that I miss with NASCAR. Is is that kind of stuff. So again, I don't know how we got there, but there it is. <laughs> uh all right, let's move on to Charlotte, because I know we're getting close on time here. Um let me make my little chart here. And I'm just going to go through what uh, Frank sent me. He's picking Kyle Larson for the win. Uh, Dark Horse is Stenhouse. And he's <laughs> Bubble Watch. Top 20. No, no way in hell he's less than 600 miles or, yeah. Denny Watch, top 10. So let me write this over here. Denny. Uh, Bubba. Winner. And Dark Horse. All right. Um, gonna go through a little bit of information. Your best average finisher over the last ten races at Charlotte. 
and I'm assuming this includes the 600, the Roval, the whole nine yards, has been Martin Truex with a 6.8 in 10 races. Tyler Reddick's only been there three times. He's got a 10-3 average. Hamlin, in a full 10 visits, is 10.4. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's average start. Good God, get off of that. Um. Martin Truex is 6.8. Tyler Reddick is 10.3. Hamlin's 10.5. Chase Elliott with nine visits is 11.2. Keselowski's 11.7. Harvick's 12.8. Kyle Busch, who is always hero or zero at uh, Charlotte, uh, 13. Stenhouse, that's interesting, 13.1. Uh, Kurt Busch, 13-2, and to round out the top 10, Logano is a 15-5 average. Your most wins go to Martin Truex with with three, six top fives, and eight top tens. So who you picking for the win? Uh, Just because I like the way this car looks, Kevin Harvick, I like his paint scheme. But there's a lot of weird different... Paint schemes this weekend. Red gonna be a lot of red, white, and blue. Well, it's I know, but usually, usually it's not this many. <laughs> Almost every car is red, white, and blue. I'm gonna shock you. <laughs> I'm taking Tyler Reddick. That's not a bad. And also, congrats to him and the Xfinity team that he raced with and won their first race. I forgot what it was this weekend. I'm going to pick Cole right. Custer, um, even though I think if he doesn't perform, he's going to be out of his ride. But I need to pull up standing so I get the right dark horse. I don't have that up here yet. Um, yeah, Stenhouse, Ty Dillon, Cole Custer, Harrison Burton, Todd Gilliland, Corey LaJoy, Brad Keselowski, Cody Ware, and BJ McLeod. Can I find it? I cannot believe. There we go. Because I'm going to make another stunning pick, and I'm probably going to really shake up my fantasy league this week, too, because I need to burn some picks. Um, Driver standings. Horace Elliott's Blaney. So we got to go 25 below. You're taking Cole Custer? Yeah. Even though, like I said, I think I think he's probably out of the ride if he doesn't do something. Because he, ha- he literally has to win to get into the chase, and he ain't performing anything. He can't, he's not driving shit. <laughs> I can still pick Keselowski. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, I'm not going to mirror Frank. I think Stenhouse would be a good. This is a Harrison Burton kind of track. So I'm that's going to be my dark horse. All right. What do you think about Bab Bubba? I say <sighs> No. I say no. He's not making to the third stage. Woo. 600 miles. I, no way. All right. Um, I also say no. I lean more towards he'll probably make it in the third stage, but he'll cause the big one. Um, but I agree. I don't think he'll finish the race. Denny, I see. How we got I say yeah. Little... I say top ten, top fifteen for Denny. Um, where'd we go over here? I want to look at his performance here one more time. I know it's good. 
but I still go with the man is deeply distracted and he proved it again last week when he wanted to argue about a stinking ass window net all right he's got six top five seven top tens he's got a pole he's got no wins Uh, he's got two DNFs. I'm going to be negative Nancy here and say no, he don't finish the race. And I'll even go one step farther. Think- Whatever Bubba gets involved with, he drags Denny with him. That's funny. <laughs> and Kyle or Kurt Bush will be saying, hey, assholes, bye-bye. I'm going to write that down. Bubba and Denny, same wreck. All right. Like you said, there's not a whole lot of interest uh, other than NASCAR world is super PO'd about the all-star race, the format, where it's at, the results. And NASCAR screwing the pooch, especially at the end on this thing. And I feel sorry for NASCAR, but you know what? It's time for a change of leadership. And you know, the other thing is ever since Mike Helton retired is when things have really took a hard turn the wrong way. Yeah. They really have. I'm I'm gaining more and more and more respect and wish that I had it beforehand for Mike Helton. Because I think he may have been the lone person that was keeping this ship on course. Yeah. Um, I didn't like all the things that he did and said and at the time, but now I look back at it, he have been, may have been the only sane person in the room. I agree. So... Unless you got anything else, kid, let's uh, wrap this up. I know we're right at about an hour. Yep. Uh, We got a couple of more subscribers this week, which we appreciate wholeheartedly. Um, Tell your friends, family, whoever, uh, please comment. Tell us what we got right, what we got wrong. Uh, Give us some ideas of some topics. We're always... As you can tell, scrambling to look for interesting issues to discuss. Um, Visit our Facebook page, Burn It Down NASCAR Podcast. I have it on good information that Mr. Frank is going to post a blog in the next day or two. So, uh, again, uh, help us out here. Tell, Tell us what you want, what you'd like to see different. Um, that's all I got, kid. But let's go racing Memorial Day, and not only the Coke Six Hundred, but let's watch the Indy. It's the greatest racing day of the year. Eleven hundred miles of racing, and both races should be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. I long for the good old days when we used to set out at the campgrounds and deep fry everything we could find and TV on all day and don't do that no more but man that was fun but you can still do it in your own house and uh, for this week and this week alone I'm going to be a Jimmy Johnson fan yeah I am. I hope he does well Um, I know he, his teammate got the poll I don't know his name but well, he was one of the fast four in a 10-lap average um, the last I saw. So, But, yeah, definitely will be paying attention and watching that. I, I haven't looked. What's the weather supposed to be like in your area? Uh, rain today, tomorrow, and on to Friday. But after that, nice and sh- sunny and good. I don't know about Indy, but it's supposed to be really good starting sa- Friday afternoon to Saturday. But. Cool. It's gonna be it's gonna get really good. 
Now, basically, about the same here. It's supposed to rain like crazy here, which I and by here I mean the Charlotte area, same yeah. area. Yeah, literally, uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna. It says light rain on Friday, but then Saturday is seventy four, Sunday eighty four, Monday ninety, Tuesday ninety one. So, it's gonna be good weather on Sunday for the races. At least if it's. I haven't looked at India, but I'm assuming they'll be similar. Because if usually what guts do they get if floats up here? It's basically the same. It's supposed to rain here through Friday and then really straighten out for the weekend. So hold on, let me. I can look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, those are gonna be the same. Sunday is gonna be 84, sunny. Again, yeah, same. Yeah, same. It's gonna be it's gonna be just as hot. Same same weather. Yeah, Sunday. Good thing is it's only going to be about 88 here, which is good for Memorial Day, but it's it's severe sunshine, so should be a good day of uh, for race fans. So, all right, brother. Um, I guess we're done, everybody. Like I said, give us some feedback. Talk to us. Tell your friends and neighbors and family and everybody, let's get this thing going. Yes, sir.